so uh, I want to give you a, a prophetic word that I got this morning straight from the Lord. I, I wasn't expecting this. I was uh, actually kind of just sitting at the uh, condo pondering, you know, what the Lord wanted to say because I, I don't just go to notes and or messages I've spoken before and, you know, share a, another message. I really try to pray and see what the Lord is saying. Man, there's a lot of folks in here. Man, y'all got up early. It's late. And um, first of all, I want to tell you something. That the, not last night, but the night before, I was laying in bed just dead asleep, and the Lord knocked on my door, and uh, literally knocked on my door and woke me up like that, just one time, just... And I'd come up out of the bed, and I knew he was at the door. And so I, I walked over to the door and opened it. Now, there are times in my life where I've been scared what I'm going to see, you know. Somebody's knocking on your door, right, and you're in your house that's locked up. How in the world did they, you're, you're kind of, your brain goes, how in the world did he get in? You ever had the Lord knock on your door? One. Okay. Then, or let's say a thief knocks on your door. I mean, who cares if it's in the middle of the night at 3 o'clock in the morning, your mind doesn't really comprehend that it could be the Lord, it could be an opportunity. You kind of get scared, right? Right? So there's about to be a knock that's really going to scare us. It's not going to come in the form that you think it is. It's going to wake you up out of your sleep, and you're going to have to actually go for it, even though you're scared to actually do it and open it up. That was the message. That even the promises, some of you have had promises that you feel like have died off and there's still some residual that you can see that, that's kind of left. It's kind of like strolled everywhere and uh, you don't feel like it's ever going to come to pass. This year it's actually going to come to pass, but it's coming in a different form. Say it's coming in a different form. It's coming in a form that you've never seen before, you've never heard before, but it's still the same promises and it's the still same promise, but it looks different. But you're going to have to open the door. You're going to have to trust the Lord. I'm telling you, most of the promises that are coming this year for a lot of us, they're going to look like the enemy. It's going to look like a giant. It's going to look like a storm. It's, not going, to, it's going to disrupt your life, and you're going to want to run away from it instead of embrace it. Well, praise the Lord. So... Um, so when he knocked on the door, there wasn't anything there. And so my mind says, well, you, you just kind of missed it. That really wasn't a knock. But I had to actually believe that he was there. He was invisible. Say he was invisible. He was invisible. So he was there, but I couldn't see him with my carnal mind, my physical eyes. My heart had to see him. So my carnal mind would say, that's not the Lord. It doesn't really, there's, he's not, there's nothing standing there. But my heart was jumping and my heart was saying, yes, it's the Lord. You got to believe even if it's invisible and it doesn't look like the Lord. So what you're in even right now is your preparation to embrace your promises for this year. You've got to embrace the door that's knocking. And when you get a knock on the door, it sounds like, you know, but really when God knocks on your life, it's disruptive. A knock is disruptive. Say that with me. A knock. a knock is disruptive. It gets your attention. In other words, it offends your mind. 
So whatever you're offended at right now, that's God knocking at your door. Might as well repent and go, oh, oh, and say, okay, Lord, I'll, I'll embrace what you're doing. Okay? Y'all okay? Let me give you a couple of scriptures to make it religious. Revelations 3, Revelations 3, turn there if you can real quickly, we got about uh, maybe 20 more minutes. Verse 19, yeah. as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten, read that with me, as many as I love, I rebuke and I chasten. How many of you feel like you've been chastened, you've got storms around you, you've got all this turmoil going on? and you feel like it's God chasing you? How many of you feel like you've taken the, the, the bait of the enemy to make it look like it's the enemy and you're, you're actually praying against God? So if he's chasing you right now and there's things happening in your life that's very tough, that's actually God's love. And if you'll see it as God's love, you'll get the same presence, you'll get the same love that you felt maybe before, except it's going to come in a different form. You've, we've got to start understanding that we've got to give thanks in all things, not just in some things. Because when you're walking with God, He can even make what the enemy's doing His will for your life that actually makes it good. If the enemy knew what they were doing even to the Lord, they wouldn't have never crucified the Lord of glory because when they crucified him, they actually spread him out and his authority spread throughout the whole earth. If they would have just not crucified him and not torn him apart, he would have just stayed in that one little temple and it couldn't be spread. So when God starts tearing you apart, he's only widening your authority. And you got to go, Man, thank you for putting everything out of joint. Because everything got out of joint in his life. He was no longer in control. When they, when they took him, he just relinquished all of his control and his will, even to man to let him just pop him out of joint. Everything was out of joint in his life. And he still trusted the Lord. That's crazy. But that's where we're going. And you're going to come out of this thing totally transformed and resurrected in a different form. You're going to have a total different mentality. You're going to actually love the Lord when it's good, and you're going to love the Lord when it's bad because you're going to see the bad is good. And people think you're crazy. You'll start rejoicing like Paul and Silas in the stocks, praising the Lord because they know, wow, this is awesome. Here comes the Lord. They're dripping with blood, and they're praising the Lord. I would have said, now, Western, I was thinking I would have went in there and rebuked the stocks in the name of me or whatever and tried to get them unbound. But they wanted to be bound so that they could see God. Okay, praise the Lord. Anytime the enemy starts binding you, that's a, that's a sign that there's a, there's a visitation coming. If you'll start praising him, God will look at you right in your face and say, hello. Okay. Therefore, it says, therefore, be zealous and repent. In other words, look at me a little bit differently. Turn and look at me. I'm trying to get your attention so that you can see him in his face. And he says, behold. Now, behold there means 
you better be watching. I stand at the door and what? And I knock. Man, isn't that disruptive? What if I just kept doing that all the whole service? Some of you would probably just leave. I've had enough of this. Irritating, isn't it? How many of you guys have this right now? Just something always just knocking, and it's just irritating the dog out of you. It's God knocking. Look at your neighbor and say, he's knocking. And I'm ticked off. But I'm going to see the Lord. Because I'm going to open up my ticked off self and trust that it's God, not the enemy. If anyone hears, oh, you've been hearing, haven't you? You've just never heard God this way, but you've been hearing Him. You've just never recognized it. Because we're expecting God to be like a tooth fairy or something, to give you some kind of nice, you know. But He's not coming this way anymore. He's going to come as the King of Kings, whether you like it or not. He's going to come the way He wants to, not the way you want to. You have to get on His side instead of you trying to put Him in your box. But when you let go of that stuff and you get in on what he's doing, you get to see God in a whole different way. The first of the year last September, I said, Lord, I, I mean, I, I said, I've, I feel like I've hit a ceiling. I've got, I want to see you differently. I know there's so many facets of you. I want to see you differently. He said, well, then pray for long suffering this year. I said, oh, that's a good one. But he, if he tells me something like that, I know there's something on that other side I'm going to see about him that's going to be awesome. Yeah. So I said, I embrace long-suffering for the whole year. And, man, the presence of God, you know, I felt the presence and everything. And then two days later, it just started, a betrayal. And I started manifesting horns and all kinds of stuff and getting upset. And, you know, and the Lord said, what are you doing? You've just prayed for long-suffering. This is me. You just hadn't seen me in pain. If you see me in pain, you'll see my resurrection. Because, see, you can still take pain and be happy. You can absorb pain and be happy. And this betrayer was betraying and saying, saying, saying all this stuff. In, a, in like a week, within a week, I prayed this stuff. And I wanted to pray for him, really against him. But in uh, the Lord, and I heard all this and all this stuff, and he said, "Just absorb it for him." I said, "Absorb it for him? What are you talking about?" He said, "Yeah, I, that's what I do. In order to set people free, you got to give vengeance. You got to give place to their wrath. That's Romans 12." Because it says, give place to wrath, for vengeance uh, is mine, says the Lord. And then later on it talks about, I will pour hot coals of fire upon their head. And here's what I, I learned. I said, okay, I'll just trust this because I don't know this part of you. I'll take it. I'll absorb it. And I just let the person keep talking 
for his sake, and I didn't understand it. And then I, when I actually just decided to do it, I saw all these things that he was speaking coming on me. And as it was coming on me, it was like God in, in me was swallowing it. But as they're giving it to me, I don't give it back. So it can't go back to them and put them in bondage. So everything that they give me doesn't go back to them, which frees them. In other words, it's like somebody taking anger and they throw it at you. You're sorry, and they throw it at you, and you feel it, don't you? You feel the anger coming towards you, and your first, your first thing that you want to do is do what? You want to throw it back. But if you take it like a ball and you grab it and you hold it, they are free. Because they just released what is tormenting them on you, and now they're free. If you give it back, you put them more in bondage. He carried our sorrows, Isaiah, and our griefs. In other words, he absorbed it. Every time they'd beat him, there'd be a spirit along with it. Anger, you name it, hate. And when they'd hit him and whip him, he would absorb it. And he would give place to wrath so that they could be free. And the enemy didn't understand this type of power. That you could actually forgive and absorb so that the other person can be free. Every time the person, that person whipped him and, and Jesus absorbed that spirit, another spirit would have to come upon that person to try to get him continuing whipping Jesus because the more he whipped him, the more he got delivered. That's warfare. That's real warfare. I love that about Jesus. And it wasn't two days after, as, as I was hearing, I was getting, hearing emails, you name it, things were happening in my life. I was absorbing it because God, I saw Christ in me that could actually absorb things like he did at the whipping post. And I saw this freedom that was coming even to the guy that was whipping him. And I got this revelation. And as I was getting this revelation, I was having joy actually taking what was being handed to me. Because it was setting the other person free. When they slap you, hit them back. When they slap you, let it lay on your cheek and then turn the other one so that they can be free on the other side. Because they're being slapped. So they, they've, they've been taught to, if, I, if I'm having a bad day, then I've got to have, give somebody else a bad day, right? But if you take a slap, it just stays there and they're free. You ever had somebody love you when you're not supposed to be loved? You ever been in a bad mood and somebody come up and say, and, and you kind of vomit all over them and then you go, oh, it's going to be okay, man. And they don't even judge you. They just absorb it. Don't you get convicted really easy? You go, ugh. It's because they absorbed, Christ in them absorbed it and it sets you free so that you can really see where you are. Came and showed him his scars. Hey, look, this is what I took on. Reach inside. I absorbed everything of the world. You're completely free. And you can do this as I did.
because now it's no longer you that live, it's Christ in you that lives. But man, the old, the old carnal mind doesn't want you to live that way or believe that way at all. You know why? Because we'd be, be setting people free without even opening our mouth. The Lamb of God never opened his mouth and he set the world free. That's powerful. Mm. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, right here, opens the door. And that's what I did. I just opened the door. I was scared. I opened the door. Got two broke ribs, three broke ribs, and end up having fluid on my lungs. Had to go through that and rush to the hospital. You name it. I've had it all this year. Still got, I, and then I broke two ribs while I was in Africa. And I got two broken ribs right now. I've been walking around with two broken ribs. And two broken ribs, and it made my back go out. Have, my back's been out for three months, and I've never been so happy in all my life. <laughs> Somebody asked me, uh, let me pray for you. I said, no, not right now. I'm having too much fun. <laughs> more pain, more God. That's stupid. That is foolishness. That is foolishness. But I've been able to see the Lord in a whole different manner. Now I can't even differentiate evil and good, you know, trying to reason everything. I just rejoice and I start rejoicing in all things. Somebody called me the other day and started manifest. Well, they said this and they said that. I said, man, that's awesome. They go, that is not awesome. <laughs> but I actually meant it. <laughs> Y'all, you're probably going, Why did, where did David get this guy? If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him. So it's not like a literal room he's talking about. He's talking about here. I will come in to him. In other words, wouldn't you like to see God in a different form arise in you? Come in you and arise in you in a different way? Wouldn't you love to have the strength to be able to eat principalities? You'd be like John the Baptist, eating crickets and locusts and wild honey. You eat the things that the world says don't eat. Rebuke them. No, just eat them. Just swallow it down. <laughs> I will come into him and dine with him. Say that with me. Dine with him. And he with what? With me. To him who overcomes... I will grant to sit with me on my throne. On my what? On my throne. As I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. What is it we've got to overcome? Your stinking thinking. When your flesh says, I don't want it, your spirit goes, I do. How I many of you guys been tempted in just this week and you hear the, your flesh is going, man, I, I, I want it. I, I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. And that little voice goes, I'm not. Can you imagine start actually going with the little still small voice? Can you imagine seeing storms and you hear that. Have you ever listened to the still small voice when you're in a storm? It's amazing. He'll tell you stuff you've never heard before. But your carnal mind gets so loud in the storm that it's overriding your still small voice so you can't hear it. So you panic and you try to control it. And the still small voice is going, oh, this is the Lord. 
just trust me. How many of you have ever gotten angry and you know you're still smart? You're the truth in you goes, uh-uh, you don't have to do this anymore. And then when you go with it, the door opens. And here comes God. You become one in that one area of your life. And then you, you get to feel what it's like to no longer live. And you get to actually feel what it's like to be him on the earth as he is in heaven. Your promises, guys, they're staring you right in the face, but it just looks different. I'm telling you, by the Spirit of God, your promises. I was laughing at David, you know, he got this new house, and he's had all this crazy stuff hit him, and the Lord told me this morning, he said, it's all me. I'm staring you right in the face. You just got to hear it. It's all him. You're in your promised land. You're in your promise but it doesn't look like him. Let me show you something real quickly. I'm going I'm to end. So 11, 13. I want you, I'm, I'm just going to read this really quickly. John 20. John 20. I'm going to skip down. I want you to read this whole thing, but I'm, John 20, 1 through 18. But I'm going to skip down. This is where Jesus, uh, you know, is um, resurrected. It says, so they ran together, and the, the other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first, and he was stooping down and looking in, saw the linen cloths lying there, and yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb and saw the linen clothes lying there and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen cloth, but folded together in a place by itself. This is where some of your, your remnants of your promise is still there. But you really don't understand, understand why the remnant's still there. It's because it's trying to show you it's still alive. Okay. Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went in also, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went, went away again to their own uh, homes. But Mary... Watch this. But Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping. Her promise is dead. She thinks he's dead, doesn't she? And someone has taken him. How many of you feel like somebody took your promise? How many of you feel like somebody took your promise or stole your promise? Right? Come on. Be serious. You feel like the enemy stole your promise. No, he didn't. It's a lie. God's just transforming it. It just doesn't look right. Mary stood outside the tomb and she wept, stood, stooped down and looked into the tomb and she saw two angels in white sitting and one, of the, one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? That's what the Lord's saying to you. Why are you weeping? In other words, why are you even worried about all this stuff? She said to them, because they've taken away my Lord. You could say, because they've taken away my promise. I'm crying because I don't have a promise. It's been taken. And heaven is going, what? Hey, 
Heaven already knows it's just, they know the process. It's just being transformed. Keep, let's watch it. And, and it says, because he's been taken, my, uh, they've taken away my Lord. And I do not know where they laid him. Now when, they had, when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know it was her promise. Here he comes in a different form. Her mind goes, and she can't see him because she thought her promise was going to look a certain way, but it's come in a different form. It never died. Death is not the death that we've been taught. Death is transformation. Say that with me. Death is transformation. You keep trying to save it, and God keeps trying to kill it. Because... It's not God being a mean person. He has to let things die because that's the way he transforms things. That's why it pleased to bruise his son. He was seeing in a different way. He was seeing transformation, not death. Are you with me? Now when she had said this, turned around, saw Jesus standing there and did not know it was Jesus. So she ends up turning. Say that with me. She ends up turning. She doesn't realize it, but he's turning her, right, in a different direction. How many of you guys thought your promise was going to lead you in one direction and you end up turning in another, right? And Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? And she said, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, sir, if you have, uh, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned and said to him, Rabboni. And Jesus said to her, and she clinged to him, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. And it goes on. She finally saw that, what, that promise that had been transformed. When she saw it and her eyes were opened, she wanted to embrace it. you got to start having that type of mindset right now. Your promise doesn't look like the promise, but embrace it. Because you're almost at the end of the process. Are you with me? Does this make sense? Let me pray for you. Lord, I just, I just thank you for this word this morning. I thank you for knocking on our door. I thank you for disrupting our life. And Lord, right now, we just uh, repent back to you, and we just say thank you in all of this. It's not been carried away. It's standing in front of our face. It doesn't look the same. It doesn't even feel the same. We've been weeping. Some of us in this room have been weeping and wondering, what now? But the now is now. Your promises are in your face, and you just can't see them. And I pray right now that the voice of God that woke up Mary to see her promise standing there, that it would just herald in every ear that's been down, depressed, wondering what's going to happen next, worried for the future because nothing's working out. Lord, let the voice of God resound in them like you did with Mary and let them see who you are, where they are in this process.
We love you, Lord. We embrace you. We thank you for transforming it. Mm. Every doubt, every fear, every discouragement, every wonderful crafted excuse disappear. Just disappear. And look at Jesus. Look where you are and cause your consciousness to look at it through the eyes of Jesus. You didn't say throw down your cross and follow me. You said embrace it, carry it, take it up. Because this thing in your life is leading you to your promise. It's me. We love you, Lord. Your thoughts are not our thoughts. Your ways are definitely not our ways. But we take that invitation that you're giving. We want to know your ways. And we want to know the way you think. Thank you, Jesus. Bless everybody that leaves this morning. Protect their children. Protect their cars. Protect them on the road. Lord, thank you for touching people's children this morning. Healing folks. Be with everybody as they leave this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.